Hello, Dodger fans. After a promising start to the week, the Dodgers lost on Sunday to drop their third straight in Pittsburgh. We'll talk all about that more this week on Dodgers Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This song is uh, the Dodger ship. It's taking on water. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. It's taking on water. It might be a little too early it to is. call it the Titanic just yet. This was the best song we could come up you with. Know? <laughs> just short notice. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Dodger fans, what's up? Alongside Michael Rippey, I am Mike Conley. Welcome to another edition of AfterBuzz TV's Dodgers Rap 360. Oh, man. Michael, the, the, the week started out on such a high note. I mean, it was like the Dodgers were winning every night with walk-offs, and then they go to Pittsburgh. You think you got a Pirates team right for the taking. They've lost seven out of their last eight. Here we go. We're going to get the trainer rolling. And here we go. We lose three straight. We couldn't even have our big stopper, Clayton Kershaw, get it done today. That's He's right. The, uh, the train, uh, it got stopped in its tracks in Pittsburgh. Sure did. Been a rough last few days for uh, Dodgers fans and the team as whole. Because I mean, you can't win. When you're losing with Kershaw, that's bad. It's a bad sign. You know? Because, I mean, if you look at their numbers, uh, you know, as a team, when you take out the Kershaws, I think they're after the loss today. I believe they're fourteen and two in Kershaw's starts. That's right. And he drops to eleven and two after today's loss. Um, but, but after that, they're like below five hundred. They're like seven exactly. games below. Yeah. You know. So it's like I know it's too early to talk about this, but I'm usually not a guy who likes the Cy Young and the MVP to go to the same guy. But if he keeps this up and they make the playoffs, you're going to have to look at that for Kirsch. It's amazing because every year with Kershaw, you think this is the best you've seen him. And yet he kind of ups his game year in, year out. I mean, this is probably the best we've seen of Clayton Kershaw. And that's kind of incredible to think about. Very, so Very much so. And, it, and it's, it's also showing you this Dodgers team compared to past years, this team is not as good. You know, losing Granke was huge. And you're seeing that right now. Not having Rue and some of the other pitchers, and we'll get to that. It's uh, it's really put an onus on winning every Kershaw start, and they've done that until this week, really, for the most part. Yeah. But um, Kershaw's been great, except for you know tonight. And yet, this Dodgers team as a whole, not so much. Yeah. It it, it turns out that uh, you know Pittsburgh Pirates uh, started today. Chad Cool was a little too cool for the Dodgers, making his major league debut and. Cool outdueled Clayton Kershaw. He cooled off the Dodgers bats. Oh, yes, he did. And I mean, <laughs> they like, we've been talking all year about how cool the Dodgers bats have been. I mean, they don't have anybody hitting 300 on the team. Right now, Corey Seager going to today's game, I think, was hitting 297. So I'm not sure what he did today, but maybe he could have got over that threshold with a three for four day or something like that. But uh, in fact, let's take a look at what he did. Because uh, yeah. He did. He was one for three. So. Okay, so he might have been so he's he up might to 298. 298? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and, and Corey Seager has really been a blessing for the Dodgers uh, as far as their their offense and just their, their players. He's really carried 
them from a hitting standpoint. And, and for a young guy, it's been quite impressive. It has been impressive. And really, I've been impressed with all the young guys. Because even though Sieg has been, yep. you know, he kind of was a little slow in April. I think he had 250 for April. But ever since that calendar hit May, the guy is absolutely raking. And um, Trace Thompson? Trace Thompson, he had uh, that stretch where he was doing great. He's yep. cooled off He's a cooled little off, bit the last couple of weeks. But, but been one of their better offensive players. Yeah. And like... Jock, you know, has had, uh, you know, good stretches. Yep. But the guys that have really been kind of, you know, not performing are the veterans. The guys you know? that have performed in past seasons right. and really carried the team for spurts and stuff are struggling. Uh, specifically, obviously Puig, but Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah. He's hit a rough patch and they're going to sit him for a couple of days, hopefully get his mind right, get the bat right. But... um you're seeing the young guys come through, and then some of the vets, not so much. Right. But you have to take salts, and this is why I was so excited at the end of last week, coming into this week, of getting Justin Turner going. And he yeah. actually went deep today. So it seems like he's starting to hit. And then you look at Kendrick, you know, he's starting to hit. He's probably hitting, like, close to 400 over the past 10 games or so. And, you know, so you see these these veterans starting to hit and you hopefully you can get Aegon's going. Yeah. Utley, who was like the only veteran hitting for the first two months. He's cooled off. He's cooled off. Yeah. So you need at least, you, you know, gotta, you got to have a couple of them. You can't have really them all do. struggling at the same time. Cause that's, that's trouble. Yeah. And you know, it's not like they have to hit 300, but right. we have to hit better than, you know, two thirty with runners in scoring position or wherever we're at right now. It, they just haven't been hitting in the clutch. And that's why it was ex- Exciting to kind of you know see it seemed like they had turned a corner, but now it seems like they're turning a bad corner here yeah, in Pittsburgh. They did turn a corner and then they turned right back. <laughs> it's funny how those corners work. There's one right after the other. But what about what about Yasiel Puig? Where where are we as Dodgers fans with Yasiel Puig? Well, I think we got to be encouraged because. You know, he had the hamstring issue, and he went down to uh, single-A ball and ironed out some stuff. And since he's come back, he's, you know, he's hitting. He's, you know, he's hitting like 350 Mm -hmm. since he's come back. So um, that I just pulled out of my... Do we think that he do, was like? Do we think he can do this for an extended period and not, you know, be the highlight man for one one night and then, you know, oh for four, three strikeouts, three nights in a row, make the highlight play from right field and yeah. and uh, knock someone out, uh, you know, at third? But can we get consistency from Yasiel Puig? Because the talent you see, you think is there, and it's just he hasn't been able to put it together. Yeah, I mean. I, I think just his ceiling is so high yeah. that you have to be patient with this guy. The thing I want to see more consistency is is the mental errors he still makes. Like uh, Saturday's game, he's overthrowing a cutoff guy, and that's got to stop. You know, I know you got a hose, but please, you got to hit in. your cutoff. Yeah, guys, yeah, make it a hose. Make it that laser beam hose that's six feet off the ground, yeah. not a pot fly. And it's like, it could still be cut off because like guys are taking extra bases and getting into scoring position when they really shouldn't, you know? Do we? Do, do you think that sometimes, I mean, is Puig in his own head? Is he the type of guy that you think he's in his own head or you think he blocks out all that distractions? Because I kind of think when he first came up, he was a guy that could block it all out. And I think he's kind of changed for me to being a player that is really kind of in his head sometimes. I would say, yeah, he's probably in his head, but also I think that that's kind of understandable. I mean, it's not like uh, there's ridiculous uh, media in Cuba 
you know, oh, that are covering his games. That's right. So he goes from like zero to eighty-five, mm-hmm. in, you know, overnight. So there is, and that, that's why I think with these Cuban players, you almost even have to give them a bigger leash, you know. And I, I kind of feel bad for these guys that don't have time to like come up and figure it out in the minors for a while. So like, I feel bad for like Puig that. He came up and lit the world on fire right off the top, yeah. and so all these expectations now are sky high for him. And he's like, then he then he has a little bit of a, a setback. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's still a little bit of a puzzle because I thought you know Dave Roberts was going to be great for him, and he looked good in the first month of the season or the first two two and a half weeks of the season. You know, he was going other of the other way with outside yeah. pitches, and you doing doing some of that stuff. But then he kind of got away from it. But now with that little tinkering in the minors again, he's getting back into it. That and that that home run he hit the other day, I think it was maybe Friday night or Saturday night. Friday night, I think. Uh, his stroke was just so short, you know, and beautiful. And like, it's such a change up from that big old long swing that we, we used to have seeing from him. So I, I, I was excited to see that. Yeah. So as as a Dodgers fan, you're definitely hoping for uh, Puig to to maybe put the team on his back, maybe get hot for an extended period. Uh, maybe that minors trip will really have done him well. Well, I mean, I just don't want anybody to have have to put their team on their back. I mean, this is a team when you look up and down the lineup, you got guys that can hit you look, that aren't. Well, this is a team where you look at it on paper mm-hmm. and you like it. I mean, they got they got players that have been there, they've done it, and they should be doing it still. Mm-hmm. And that's where the struggle is because again, you got guys that have been you know stars and been really good role players, and right now, just you would think that they should be able to form a good team, and it's. It's been a struggle. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that and coupled with a good blend of youth, you know? So it's, it looks like on paper it's just the right nice solution there of and, youth and age. And if I was to tell you that the youth part is really carrying its end of the stick, you would think is. this team was doing really well. And yet, it, thank God for the youth because the vets are not really getting it done. No. Because Corey Seager... Mind he's, you, is just he looks like he's a ten year vet. Oh, absolutely! He's so calm in the box. You know, he he has such he never has a bad at bat. You know, he's just amazing, and you just got to thank your lucky stars of Dodger fans that he's leading, they didn't trade him last year. Thank God, I mean, he's he, leading the team in home in runs, right? Home runs, RBIs, on base percentage, hits, batting average. I mean, he's leading across the board. So that really shows you. Think I mean, Corey Seager has been the the main guy. From a hitting standpoint, that's been tremendous. Yeah. And it, the young guys. I mean, you would say that's a lot to put on a rookie, but he's like mature beyond his years. So absolutely. maybe he can handle it. Uh-huh. But it would be nice to see some of these veterans step up and give him support. And, and hopefully, this these, these two games off for Agons is going to be kind of exactly what he needs, you yeah. know, uh, moving forward, you know, a mental rest, a y- mental break, whatever. Have y- you. you thought you would think that, you know, the team was hot. They, they go on the road. They have a, the Pirates team, as you said, prime for the taking. And they just run into a buzzsaw mm. uh, to start the road trip. And uh, hopefully they can salvage the, the last game and the four-game trip to at least get something out of it before they take on Milwaukee. But you would think that they were about to kind of get in a little roll here and put some distance in the, uh, in the, in the record. And, you know, they're in, you know, it's early, but it gets late before you know it. Yeah. And... Uh, that's why, I mean, you know, it's a little premature for the Titanic song. I mean, we're not even no. halfway through the year. 
So I, the other thing about that, though, as a Dodgers fan, and and this is a real concern. I mean, San Francisco is way up in the division right now, and you know, there's plenty of time to to cut back. But these, the the Giants look good this year, and uh, it's it's a really difficult predicament to think about the team being in where they need to throw Kershaw in a one game wild card because that affects the rest of the you know the postseason for the Dodgers you know you win that wild card game you think with Kershaw on the mound and yet then you don't have him as much as you will for that first series and so it's just you're behind the eight ball right from the start big time big time you definitely like to win that division but it's like less of because if you go back uh, four or five weeks, we were talking on this very program about, man, you're going to have to win the division just to make the playoffs in this league. Because it looked like those wild cards were going to be sewn up by other teams. But now, and this, again, goes back to the fact that, hey, it's a long season and teams are going to go up and down. Now you look at the Mets having some struggles and, you know, the Nationals having some struggles. Yeah. And so, and the Pirates, obviously, before this three-game win streak for them, they the were, hands of the Dodgers, they were struggling. They were struggling. Yeah. So it was almost like, and the Cardinals really haven't got out of the gates. They're starting to play a little bit better baseball. And I really think just because of the Cardinals, they're going to be in the mix of the wild cards. Absolutely. But so, you know, looking a month ago, it really didn't look like one of those wild cards was going to be available. But now, as we obviously know, because I think they sit, the Dodgers sit right now in the second wild card or the first? They're, they're actually, after tonight, they're, uh, they're actually out of the, the wild card now because okay. Miami, uh, with uh, another victory today with Jose Fernandez on the mound, right. has jumped them. But it's, it's super tight. I mean, the Mets are, you know, a game up. The Marlins are right there, and then the Cardinals are right there, and then you have the the Dodgers. So it's a it's jam packed. And actually, speaking of those other teams that they're competing with, kind of really whoever you look at it, those teams, you're looking at a phenomenal wild card matchup. With if if you throw the if you're a Dodgers fan and you have Kershaw on the mound, maybe you're going against Miami with Jose Fernandez. Wow, I mean, and what a duel that and, would be! And what a storyline with our old manager Donnie baseball, baseball, right? I mean, That'd be crazy. He's doing a good job this year. I'm sure Dodgers fans, and I know a lot of them. They wanted him out. They were they were over Donnie, and they mm-hmm. thought he landed in Miami. They didn't really have to think about him anymore. They weren't going to hear from him, and yet he's got the Miami team playing really well, and at this point, a game better than the Dodgers. Yeah, and that's all with Giancarlo Stanton not even struggling. hitting his stride yet. Yeah. Exactly, and he's actually showing signs about potentially breaking. That out. that would be a uh, that would be a little gut gut punch for uh, Dodgers fans if uh, if the Marlins were to get that second wild card over the Dodgers in Donnie baseball. <laughs> That would be that would be a, a rough major one. gut punch. <laughs> major. Oh man. So coming into the season, uh, you know, and I think like the, these were the Achilles heels of the the Dodgers last year, and at the beginning part of this year too was uh, lack of depth at the uh, end of the starting rotation, uh, bullpen, and uh, timely hitting, situational hitting. Yep. So, but the bullpen has kind of there's been some arms that are kind of showing some stuff you know right. and it's like I'm um, I'm a little bit you know encouraged from that end still the back end of the rotation is kind of hurting uh we had the latest guy to fill that fifth starter role was uh the immortal Nick Tepish Who on Friday night then following Who? that game waived is it, was he, he waived? Was designated for assignment, so, so he's put down. Well, if he clears he waivers, yeah, if he clears waivers, he'll yeah. go down, or he'll maybe you know be picked up by another team. Who he'll knows? clear waivers, but I mean, and that's just. But a guy was pitching, and he was acquired like June sixth. Yeah, it was when they signed him. So, so that's what what we're kind of dealing with in that fifth starter role, and. But, 
but hopefully reinforcements are on the way. They are, right? So we, we've seen in the past week Rue and uh, Brandon McCarthy both uh, sent out to uh, Oklahoma City mm-hmm. to on assignment. So you got to expect maybe a couple weeks until they're back, uh-huh. both of them, and that should help. That should. I mean, both uh, both of those guys are, are big leaguers with experience that uh, have pitched well for the Dodgers, and uh, they couldn't get back soon enough. It's true. But, I mean, in kind of a situation where we're going to need both of those guys to kind of pan out as opposed to just one of them because you look at Urias, who's also holding down, you know, a spot in the rotation right now, but he's on an innings limit this year, so they're going to have to get him out of there sooner Well, you know, it might be a good plan to transition him into a bullpen role. Spot starter, get, get get him, you know, don't get to the innings limit so quickly um i love that idea and i have been i've been chirping about that all season and then they brought him up as a start i was like oh, okay i guess this is what we're gonna do yeah but yeah exactly stop the slow down the clock on him. and then also one of the things i like about that uh, you know for the dodgers moving forward is you get him into big baseball games later in the season right get that experience Get him into situations so that, you know, next season and moving forward, he's got a little bit more experience as opposed to just pitching him to his innings limit, shutting him down early in the season. He doesn't get as much experience. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yep. That's what you, you must have been watching the program this year because they chirp about that. But I did make it to the Ravine Wednesday night to see uh, the youngin in person. And I was hoping that, uh, you know, maybe I'd be there to witness his first major league victory. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. But he did. He did look good, and I think he's really looked better each time out. He had a little rockiness in the first couple innings, but then he really settled down for a few innings. And the thing with this kid is, like, his stuff has been good. It's just his, you know, his inefficiency, you know. He'll he'll have, like, you know, innings where he's throwing 30 pitches in an inning. But then, and he had one of those, like, I think it was the second inning on Wednesday night. But then he came back and, like, had, like, a third inning where it was, like, 16 pitches. And then he had a fourth inning where it was, like, 10 pitches. So you see some type of growth. But I totally agree with you. Because then it's like this kid who's normally hitting 97 as a starter, it's like you bring him in and you tell him, oh, you're going to face three batters. You know, maybe he's such a 99 on the gun with some, uh, you know, some regularity so sort of thing where it's uh, it's not the exact same thing but they've done you've seen a lot of star pitchers do this early in their career and it's helped them i mean david price right is, is a guy that i look to like he was electric that first season out of the bullpen right uh, the difference uh you know in, in many series in in that playoffs when david price came up and yeah maybe it's not even the playoffs reason but i just think that that's a really good growth moment for these type of young pitchers and phenoms yeah and you don't even have to look that far just look here in the national league where you look at probably the two consistent you know winning franchises of the giants which we're just going to discard them because we're a dodgers show and the cardinals and you know you got to look at them and they have guys like carlos Carlos martinez Martinez, you know came up first in that kind of that setup role and stuff and you know they they get guys to mature in those high leverage situations where you aren't taxing their arm with a lot of pitches. And, you know, that's the way to do it. And, you know, to the Dodgers' credit, uh, you know, that could have been their plan for him this year, and they just got in a situation where they needed him. He was, I mean, they yeah, needed they, an arm. They had to change it up at least to use him for the time being. Yeah, because, I mean, Stripling, you know, you did that. He looked good for a while, but then he and then the Bolsinger, they certainly don't like him so he's yeah. down and now obviously Tepic so it, who knows who's going to be the next fifth starter for, for uh, if, you, if you had to choose between Rue and Brandon McCarthy and they're both healthy would you prefer one or the other uh, I 
think I like Ryu. Yeah, a little better, but I think we're gonna need both of them. You yeah, know, like I say, you know, because if we get Odd Brothers, then let's you know have Urias get down in the minors. Maybe you convert him down there for a couple months into that setup type role. Yeah, because I mean, for some reason, it's like, um, Roberts just keeps wanting to throw Pedro Baez out there, and he really wants him to take hold of that setup role because he gives him opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and he blows most of those opportunities, you know? And it's like, sure, he kind of thought it was going to be Hatcher, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, maybe you thought that kind of on paper going in, but he's totally, you know, has been an arsonist this year, so he doesn't deserve the friggin' opportunities. So it's like Baez, but it's like, like maybe give me a, a a Louis Coleman in a in a in a spot in the eighth thing. I mean, he's a guy that's like or a Libertor. You know, he's been great this year for them. Libertor's been good. And and you know, I I think in the last month, I don't think he's allowed to run. And it's like, uh, but I can understand. You know, your only other lefty in the bullpen is J.P. Howell, and he's kind of been garbage. So it's like, you you almost have to kind of hold on to Libertor for situational stuff. But I mean, if anybody's earned. Being that eighth inning guy as the guy to get to Kenley, I mean, it's it's probably been Libertor or even Coleman, you know. But it would be nice if there was a Urias in that mix as well. But I digress. Well, no, we're just done with that topic. I'd like to digress. Uh, so the wild card, they're they're out of it now. But hey, you know, it's too early to look at the standings. To look too early to look at the standings. But the one thing which is good is to get Turner hitting again. Um, like we say, Kendrick's starting to show a little life. Grandal, after hitting that three-run bomb uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was the end of last week, that was huge. I was like, okay, this guy's going to start going now. Because, I mean, we need that guy to hit because he's not in there for his receiving capabilities, you know? Absolutely. You They're- had a good... Well, observation earlier. Yeah, and, and so the the t- couple moments this season where Kershaw has struggled, and it's been very, very far and few between, it's been with Grandal behind the plate. So the question kind of becomes, should Grandal be behind the plate for Kershaw? And Kershaw never says anything, you know, because right. he's a good dude. I uh, won't throw him under the bus, but you wonder. I mean, because Grandal's not, you know, he's not great behind the plate you know, framing and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, why is A.J. Ellis, you know, holding I mean, a roster spot? Right, because A.J. Ellis Kershaw's is, caddy. Yeah. yeah, so you wonder, you know, should we just stick with A.J. and Kershaw and not test out maybe getting Grandal in there when Kershaw's pitching? Yeah. You know, maybe I, maybe I, Dave can take that that hint. Yeah, I guess, but maybe Skip just saw, like, Grandal's bat showing some life and wanted to get him in, there, but him in there, but he was 0-4 today and it's hitting 183. So can't really get excited Grandal until he starts hitting his weight which has got to be about i don't know 235 240 so let's get going he has money he has money but uh what did puig do today puig was an 04 too that's that's tough but i think he's something like seven for 17 or something since coming back since this coming last back. Time. yeah so i mean you got to take some 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 sauce in that but also i don't it's also a lot easier to stay with a guy that is such a defensive asset. And, you know, yes. we've seen with his arm that he is, in fact, that. But he's got to start getting to the fact that he hits his cutoff guys and just make that part of his game now. What would it take if uh, we get to the de- the trade deadline? What type of offer would it, tra- would, it, would it take from a team to get Puig? I mean, where are we with, with Yasiel as far as 
uh, his trade value? Uh, I don't think it's very high. It's not, right. You'd be selling probably, you know, you're obviously not selling at a high. You'd be selling low. But, I mean, even now, because clearly there's loads of talent. And I'm sure there's got to be teams out there thinking, you know, maybe we get him out of L.A., we, we get our guys, you know, in charge of him, our hitting instructor and whatnot, maybe a different scene change. That that could get him right. Yeah. Uh, so what would it take to say, yes, we'll trade him? And and this this front office is, is really statistical and uh, into the, you know, collection of prospects and building a team. So I just ask that because I don't think it's out of the realm to think that we could, you know, he's going to be a name at the trade deadline and whether they move him or not. You know, I'm not trying to speculate, but you, yeah. I think that Puig, you never know. I mean, it's this new, it's a new front office, and I just wonder what it would take for another team to get him. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the pitching market is just so limited and that all the teams out there that are buying are going to mostly be buying pitching, that the hitting market isn't going to be as good. So, And also, it's kind of a situation where it's the stock market. You want to sell high and buy low. So he's kind of low right now. So to sell low on him, you know, unless it's a situation we don't know about, if he's a malcontent in the clubhouse and a cancer, then it's like, get rid of this guy, get a double-A pitcher for him, and let's see what we can do, you know, addition through subtraction, you know? This may be out there, but would you say, who says no to a uh, Yasiel Puig for Andrew Miller swap? Uh, the Yankees. The Yankees say no to that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because the Yankees right now are in talks with uh, the Cubs. Yeah, there's... About a, potentially I mean, trading both Chapman and, and Miller. for a bunch of prospects or yeah, Schwarber, they are, maybe. They are going to pillage the Cubs. Well, that's what I just wonder. I mean, that, that kind of tells you. I think if you asked that same deal a year ago, you're like, you know, Andrew Miller for Puig, you probably say that you want, you know, Puig is definitely the more valuable guy. Yeah. And I just wonder, I, you know... I, that's interesting because New York could be a good landing place for a guy like Pugh. Yeah. Like good big, they're you know, trying to Latin, rebuild. You know, following. Mm-hmm. They are trying to rebuild. That, that could be interesting. It's just you know, just thinking, uh, trying to throw out you know a name here there because we'll have to see what happens with Puig. It's just something I'm watching. I just I don't know if he has that long leash here in L.A. with the new infrastructure set up in place, <laughs> yeah. and he's kind of testing that. I feel like by not coming out of the gates this season and having such a monster season, it's like. He's, you know, maybe he, maybe he could be had, right or wrong. He might be able to be had this trade deadline. That's just what I wonder. Yeah, yeah, he could. I mean, but like I say, it's like, let's get him going good. Agreed. And Absolutely. Then maybe get rid of him. And then don't trade him. But I just, you know, I, I'm not saying we should trade him. Yeah. It's just. But I think maybe having a shorter leash on him is a good thing. And with the emergence a little bit of Thompson, you know, maybe it's, it's a thing. situation where, hey, Maybe Thompson plays right versus lefties, you know, some of these days. And we just get Puig in there, you know, until he shows he needs to be that consistent everyday right fielder. Because, you know, if Kendrick's hitting, you know, more so than Puig, then play him in left and trace Thompson in right versus lefties, you know. So, I mean, not that I don't get scared every time a fly ball goes into left field and Kendrick, (laughs) Korea infielder is out there. It's like, as a Red Sox fan, I'm having like... Flashbacks to hand ram last year and left guys out of position. Just to to close the knot on the Puig thing. I mean, yeah. looking at his uh, OPS plus, which is one of my favorite stats, it's gone down since his first year every year, and so that's just it's a concerning thing. It is, it is, and it, I, I'm sure you could say that about a lot of his stats. You know, yeah, I mean, he's just trending in the wrong direction, and you're just, 
You just wonder. Yeah. And, and I, I think that, like, the book's kind of out on him as a kind of swing at the first pitch guy. Right. You know? So he's got to switch up that book, you know? He's got to change it up. He's got to go two weeks where he takes a strike. Just don't, you know? yeah. And then, you know, it's like it's, everybody has to do that. get back at them, right? They, they, it's like they've made the adjustment to him, and now it's time for him to readjust. Yeah. And he just hasn't made that follow-up adjustment. Yeah. Because he'll just throw him junk right off the bat, and he'll be down 0-1. He'll get himself out. It's terrible. Oh, man. But Turner, another couple hits today, including the bomb. So hopefully he's going now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Seager, it's like before Turner got going, I, I was like thinking, let's drop Seager into that three hole, you know? But it's like this team that is so lacking in not even a true leadoff hitter, it's like, who are we going to put in the two hole then? You know, it's like if Kendrick gets going and you're willing to play Utley and Kendrick at the same time, then maybe he can go in there. And then, you know, you can put Turner maybe at four to protect Seager, you know. Or, but you put Agons or you can put Turner at the two, you know, and then and have Utley still lead off. I, I, I mean, shake it up. Shake it up. Yeah. You know? and, the, and really, if, if Agons can get it going after this, this, this rest, and uh, that would be huge for the team because he's – He's really having a struggle. Yeah, I mean, this is a career, what, 290, 295 hitter, and he's hitting like 260. 260. And it's not like it'd be one thing if he was hitting 260, With but he had like 15 bombs. Yeah. What's he got, like six, six. bombs? Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. You know, it's... He's got a rookie that has double his bombs, <laughs> double and a half his bombs. It's like, come on, Agons. Yep. Straighten up and fly right. But hopefully the, this two two days off is exactly what he needs and – you know, it's just, uh, you know, get him raking again. Uh, looking ahead to this uh, coming week, uh, they, this is a very odd Friday to Monday uh, series with Four the Pirates. Series, yep. So it's like it must be some sort of holiday in Pittsburgh tomorrow because, like, why would they have a getaway day on a Monday? You know, usually when they have those Friday to Thursday sets, or excuse me, Friday to Monday sets, it's like because Monday's a holiday. Yep. This is very odd. This is very odd. But So they'll have one more Pittsburgh tomorrow, and then they'll go to Milwaukee for three, and then they host Colorado for three. So Colorado got off to a good start. They're coming a little bit back down to earth now. Uh, but, you know, they could still still be some trouble. But at Milwaukee, Milwaukee plays decent at home. You know, it'd be nice. nice to get two out of three, though. They, I mean, especially the way this trip has gone, they need to get two out of three. They do. At least, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because, I mean, hopefully they can, Casimir can rise up and uh, he's got Casimir versus Liriano tomorrow. And Liriano has not been the pitcher he has been the last couple of years for the Pirates this year. So hopefully they can take advantage of that and then, uh, you know, stave off the sweep and then hopefully take two out of three in Milwaukee and then uh, Colorado. At least take two out of three in that series of not a home sweep. But yeah, well, I mean this this is uh, this is it. This is the last road trip before the All Star break, so you'd like to see them to at least finish the road trip strong. I mean they they're playing Milwaukee. This right. is a team that they, they if this team is is going to be in the playoffs in the wild card on they got to be beating Milwaukee at least two out of three, regardless where they're playing the games. Yeah, yeah, you would hope. You would hope. Um, yeah, the thing is, is like, and why the Dodgers are kind of like in the predicament they are is they haven't really been playing that well at home, you know, this season. So that's something they got to turn around as well. Uh, I think they're only like a few games over five hundred uh, at home, uh, but 
You're letting your fingers do the walk. Yeah, they're confirm on 23 that. and 15 at home. Oh, they're 23 and 15 at home? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was worse than that. All right. All right. Well, they just My got, apologies. The, got a couple wins before they went on the road. Change it up. They did. Way to go, Dodgers. Yeah. Right on. Oh, man. Well, what are you thinking? Um, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get lost for the week? No, you just you just really want to see them be better. Consistent. Yeah, a little bit more consistent. It's just And it's not like we need five guys over 300 in this Just a lineup. couple. Maybe one? Can yeah. we get one? One or two, that'd be great. But mm-hmm. like when guys are on base in scoring position, that's when you got to get your hit, you know? Yeah. It's as cool if you're a 270 hitter, just make sure you're a 270 hitter or better with times. runners in scoring position, you know? Yeah. It's like, ugh. I mean, what what are we talking about the payroll is this year? It's two hundred. It's astronomical, it's a, and that's it's number that's, one in the league. That's the thing about it is that when you take that into account, you start to say, "Come on!" I mean, yeah. it, it should be better. Well, then, like, hopefully, in a couple of years here, when we get the Crawford contract off the books, and uh, I think there's another bad contract. We oh, I think there's we're a, still paying a, Beckett. I think f- just all those contracts that the Red Sox dumped on dumped us on a few a few years ago. Uh, you got to get out from under. But it's like, it's not like there's a salary cap. You no, know, agreed. Just, you know. It just, you know, you spend so much money, you'd think they'd at least have this, like, monster lineup or, or something. And uh, and really, it's like you take away Kershaw, and the team's not even a 500 team. Yeah. And that's the disappointing fact. Team, like, has a record similar to Milwaukee. That's that's the disappointing fact. Exactly. It is. It take is. away Kershaw, and you're the Brewers. Ugh. Spending an extra hundred fifty million dollars this season, Oof. so that's that's the part you want to see a little bit more from. You just you know it is L.A. It is sunny, but some of these players got to perform a little bit better. You think because of the fun in the sun, they're having a little too much fun in the sun? It's just it's just yeah. too relaxed. Yeah. It's got to be a little bit more emotion, a little bit more you know need to get it going. Well, Dave yeah. Roberts is that kind of type of persona. You know, he's very consistent. He's upbeat. Mm-hmm. He's optimistic. So you maybe you're calling for more of a Light a fire under them. It's, it's something. Yeah. It's just disappointing to see that this team, from past seasons, is now kind of a shell of what it was and being carried by, you know, a rookie. Uh, without without Kershaw, they're just not a good team really at this point. And you think they'd be a they'd be they should be better. Yeah. End of story. They yeah. should be better. Uh, you know, Kershaw is performing so well too, and you come to expect that, but. My God, can some of the other players that are being paid very handsomely perform a little bit better? I'm not even asking for major, you know, seasons. I'm just asking yeah. for some, you know, average seasons. But realistically, you got to think that they were going to take a little bit of a step back this year. You know, losing Grinky yep. and not really having anybody close to. I mean, Kenta Maeda has been great. He had a good start Saturday again, but the bullpen kind of let it get away. Uh, but it's like, you know, the. You got to think they're gonna we're gonna take a step back this year, and you know that's it's good if step forwards are coming. And you look at Seager being up and Urias kind of showing some signs of he's gonna be good. And those are two guys that everybody was after at the trade deadline last year. So it's good that you hold on to those. So maybe we just have to kind of, for lack of a better term, suck it for a little bit, you know? Because do you really want the team that had Granky the past like two years that are just okay? We make the playoffs and then we're done. You know, it's like no, no, I, no, absolutely not, and absolutely to to think a, st- a step back was probably coming with the loss of Granky, yes, but I didn't think it would be this drastic, yeah, and not even record wise, just team 
team play in general. You look across at the stats and the way the guys are performing, it just doesn't – it feels like they lost more than just Granky. Yeah. And another That's, guy who um, I wanted to mention too who was probably going to be in line for that fifth starter that Tepish got this past year because he's got the rib injuries, Frankie Montas, the guy we got in that uh, – the same deal we got uh, Trace Thompson in. Uh, he's been – He's been showing some promise, but he's got that rib issue that is still hindering him that uh, was from, like, a off-season surgery or some stuff. He had a rib removed. So, uh, But hopefully he's somebody we can hear from uh, later in this year as a as a, a fourth or fifth uh, starter. And we'll see. I don't know, maybe even a bullpen piece. Could use it. We could use it. But, all right, gang, we're going to wind it down here uh, for Michael Rippey. I am Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Dodges Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in with us. Thanks, guys. Go Dodges. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.